Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I, I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. 10 out of 10 people die. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. Josh here. I am so excited that you're with me today because you have really stumbled upon an amazing episode. You don't even realize it yet. But you're going to be like laughing and crying and your mind's going to be blown on this particular episode. Lucky you, because I'm joined by my good friend Stacy Martino, whom I met through Russell Brunson's inner circle in Boise, Idaho. You know, when I first met her, I'm like, wait, she does what? She does relationship helps people with like, well, how does that have to do with inner circle? How, how is this a business high achiever? And then something unique happened. I met her. And within 60 seconds, I immediately <laughs> understood the mind that this woman has. Her and her husband, Paul, uh, have a large business. They've already done over $2 million halfway through uh, the beginning of this year. And they've helped people work on relationship-related things. I'm going to let her explain it for over 20 years and been doing it as a business for five years. She's super funny. And she's actually the person that uh, I've told you guys about when it came to the muggles and your entrepreneurial relationships, right, and how you need to parse those out. So I thought that was amazing. Stacy, I know you're very busy. You do a lot of events. Thank you for being on our show. Awesome. I'm so thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me, Josh. I'm excited because I have a, a sweet spot in my heart like for relationships and entrepreneurism and how it all mixes together. And we pretend that it doesn't overlap or that we can leave it at home or whatever. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what you're doing and, and where you're at right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny that we pretend that, right? Because society has definitely pushed us into that from decades past. Like work is work and home is home as if that could possibly still exist. And it doesn't. Um, but so what we do is we help people create their unshakable love and their unleashed passion um, all in a way that using our unique methodology, you, we don't do any couples work because couples work is broken. It doesn't work. We work with one person and literally it only takes one person to transform any relationship. We've been blessed to save over 10,000 marriages at this point and help hundreds of thousands of others. Um, and literally what we're doing is we're giving people the relationship education that no one ever gave them, that everyone deserves to stop this unnecessary suffering because we've literally already solved this one. Oh, I have goosebumps right now and I'm not, I'm, I'm serious. I actually got them because like Alex Sharfin talks about the EPT, the entrepreneurial personality type and people like me, cause I am that guy. I, you can feel alone like you're on an island. And I have a, a really, really great marriage today. But years ago, like halfway through, it was super horrible and hard for a long time. And yeah. I was terrified to go to like counseling because as a man, I'm just being honest, like my perspective at the time was like, why in the heck would I go to that when I'm going to walk in there? They're going to tell me how crappy I am, how I'm failing at life, how I need to have balance, even though I don't even understand what that means, that I can't create momentum and grow businesses and chase my dreams. But I like I just felt like they would just beat me up or something. 100%. How, how is what you do different than that? 
Yeah. And, you know, I love uh, my husband, Paul, talks about this all the time and literally has used some of the same words that just came out of your mouth. Um, First of all, couples uh, counseling and couples therapy is so broken. It's literally destroying marriages at such a rapid rate. It's hard for us to keep up cleaning up the debris. Um, Literally in the last few decades, the um, more than 80 percent of couples therapy is ending in divorce. Huffington Post called couples therapy the kiss of death uh, for marriage. 80%. 80%. Good grief. That's higher than, than just the normal average. That's exactly right, my friend. And it's terrible because nobody tells us this, right? So good, regular, normal people like you and me think, oh, my God, if things get so bad, okay, as a last resort, what do you do, right? You head to couples therapy like I have to feel like, first of all, at least I have to feel like I did everything. But at the very least, I have to feel like I checked all the boxes, right? I don't want to be that person who broke up my whole family and felt like I didn't do everything I possibly could have because that kind of regret can eat you away. But then you go to something that literally is the thing that's killing a lot of relationships because of exactly what you just said. Very often when you do couples work, one person aligns with the counselor completely, the other person feels ganged up on, and it fails, right? Because one person is so, do both people tell their side they say who's right the the therapist aligns with one person and tells the other person dude you just have to compromise like you have to change and that is such a busted broken model that's what we call demand relationship when one person is unhappy and asks the other person to change to make them happy um and that literally has been broken for about 40 years and people just keep trying to up their game of okay then i'll try to shame you into changing for me i'll try to guilt you into shame into changing for me okay i'll try to really strong I'll withhold, I'll punish you, like I'll do whatever I can to try to get you to do this because you're making me crazy, I need things to change. And all of that, that's all that's been modeled to us for decades, and it's so busted, it's so broken, nobody wants to be controlled, and no one ever created an unshakable love from that kind of a tactic. Oh my word, that is is fire, I love it, and I think what you said is even probably more true for an entrepreneur because... You said nobody wants to be controlled. Nobody wants to <clears throat> be manipulated, especially the kids that like struggled in school because they were bored and they had ADD and they started 16 businesses by the time they were 25, right? Like <laughs> that person definitely doesn't. Yeah, yeah. And then another question I had just from just because I'm curious if it's okay is like when you started doing this as a business, because obviously you have huge passion. When I met you and Paul, it was mm-hmm. the authenticity, the pat like this is like your heart to do this and help people, but you did it for a long time. You didn't really monetize it. When you switched over to that, like what's it like getting people to, I don't know, be open to the idea of like, like investing in something like this. Like we have no problem buying an expensive vacation or buying things like material things, but how did you monetize this the right way? Is is the pain just so great that people are just looking for answers? How does that work from a business perspective? Yeah. And that's kind how we kind of found ourselves in that position where this has always been our mission and we did everything we could to help people. But when like you have a huge mission like this, you could only help so many people when you're both working full-time jobs also, right? To pay the bills and do what you need to do. And finally, when we realized, okay, we have to jump in. If we're going to really serve the amount of people that deserve it, we have to turn this into a business. Paul and I knew nothing about business. Like that was not our modality. I often say there is no such, there is no relationship that 
I can't handle, but I don't know anything about business or marketing. I had to learn all of that as a student and basically did it because that's how we're going to help make, have an impact in helping the people who need us. And the way that we found, so we kind of stumbled our way through in the beginning. And in the beginning, yeah, the people who are at threshold, who are in so much pain in their relationship that they're basically facing the end of the rope, they're the first people to say, all right, what do you got? Like, I'll do anything, so I might as well try your thing. And we started proving out our model over and over until people who are more like us as entrepreneurs or as growth-minded people started to think, um, like, wow, I, I, I model the best when it comes to my business. I model the best when it comes to my mindset. I model the best when it comes to my money, my health, and everything else, why would I not put at least that much effort and strategy behind the most important relationship that will ever exist in my life, my marriage? Mm, mm, and mm, so for mm. people like us, it became very synergistic because we, Paul and I, have a proven um, model, our eight-step relationship transformation system that we built, and you can literally just plug it in and transform your relationship regardless of where you are um, to create your unshakable love and your unleashed passion. And when you show things like that to people who are already of a mindset that uh, this is not my unique brilliance. I didn't come to this planet to figure this out. This go around. I have other unique brilliances. So tell me what you've done. Tell me what you've got, how it's working, and let me plug it in and let it work for me. Those are the kinds of people that really gravitate to us first. But we're working to also find ways to reach everybody to start helping them realize that the old model is just broken and everybody deserves this kind of relief. Oh, man, that's so good. Let me lay down like a one of the scenarios from my world. And you tell me if I'm totally weird, but uh, usually when we feel alone and weird, we find out that everybody's like that, but we kind of isolate, right? Okay, so like when I was building the business, okay, so when I had massive self-limiting beliefs and I I didn't come from wealth at all, you know, very blue collar, borderline poverty for many years in our family growing up. but, But I had like visions of like, wanting to do big things and wanting to change the world and all this stuff, but I didn't really believe it. So when I started my business, my wife supported me uh, completely and I went in very deep. And a lot of the, the reasons I worked so hard and became obsessed was rooted in fear. But deep down, um, everything I was trying to do really was to impress my wife, if I'm honest. Mm. And But it, it leads to the age-old argument of, you know, you're never around. All you talk about is work. And then I'm like, don't you know everything I do is for this family? You know, the classic husband-wife thing. And 100%. What do you say to someone who's living that right now on a practical level? Absolutely. So first of all, it is. It's super, super common. The first thing to understand is there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. You're, the way you're seeing it is exactly the way that most people in your shoes are seeing it. And here's the big piece that's missing from the puzzle for both the masculine side and the feminine side. You only have your set of goggles. You can only see the relationship and the dynamic from your set of goggles. And your partner is a different species than you are. 
Write that down, tattoo it on your arm, literally every single day, read it out loud 25 times. Your partner is a different species than you and literally has a completely different set of lenses. And so every time you get frustrated or feel like you're saying the same thing a thousand times and they're not getting it, remember that your partner doesn't even hear the same vocabulary words that you say with the same meaning that you hear. So it is completely off of a woman's radar that the way a man provides and shows his love for a woman is by providing and protecting. That's how he does that. And for her, she's like, well, I, well, I need that. It's a requirement. And what I want is to feel that connection, to feel your presence, to feel that I'm number one. And a man has zero awareness that it's even possible as a skill set to be able to provide and protect her the way that you need to while you're building your kingdom and also be intensely present for her and show her that she is number one. Nobody ever gave us that skill set, which is why Paul and I teach every single one of our classes and everything we do together so that you hear the feminine and the masculine. It is literally just a skill set. So many men, um, you know, you're logical creatures. You just want the solution. You want it to be fixed. You want it to be solved. And the way to solve it is not what you think in your mind, which is there's only so many minutes of the day. And if I'm going to rock this business, then I can't give the majority of my minutes to my family or my spouse. It's not about minutes. It's the difference between intention and attention. Ooh. Your attention has to go wherever it has to go. We're all busy. We all have crap to do. Just get your stuff done. But when you live from the intention that your partner knows that she is number one, bar none, then her entire energy will shift and relax. And not only will she have you have her support in what you're doing, but she'll be your biggest champion saying, go out and do more. Um, when Paul and I first uh, started having um, our relationship. Paul was a hundred percent, just like every other man, building his kingdom, making his mark, doing what he needs to do to be able to say, "Look, I, I have to provide for you. I have to show you that I got this. Like, I need to give you something. I need to make something of myself. This is what I do for you." And when um, we were going through that. The way that he shifted when work was always first for him, that was always a battle for us. Work was first. There wasn't any question that I was second. When he learned how to flip that, he was able to convey that, no, Stacy is first. And then I'm living it out, what we decided together as a team, in my work day. And if this is not going to work for us, then we will sit down and re-decide together what is the right thing for us and so that she knows that she's number one. And then I will continue to go live that out. But my wife knows that she is number one and everything I do is for her. And that's just a skill set. Just takes a little bit of work and you can get it done. Yeah, man, that is so true because I always say, you know, every Rocky needs an Adrian. Amen. <laughs> and like when men watch movies like Braveheart and Rocky and all these things, like our deepest desire is to go club things and drag it home and conquer. But if we don't have someone to drag it home to who's not passive aggressive and actually is on our side, <laughs> that it's like, it's completely no like empty and horrible. Right. And it's, a, it's a nightmare. But you're, you're right. And it, it can shift and it can pivot quickly. So when uh, one thing I noticed with you, Stacey, when I met you was when you walked up on stage at Inner Circle to give your presentation, <laughs> I had no idea. And within five seconds, you had complete total command of the room with total certainty. You're very, very uh, skilled presenter. 
And I was like shocked. I was like, holy crap, who is this person, right? <laughs> how did that happen? I mean, what, what's your background and uh, how you learned how to clearly articulate what you're doing? And I don't know, like everything involved with the presenting and sales side of getting people into your tribe. How did you learn how to do that? Well, I am blessed and lucky enough to have been uh, studied with and trained and certified by Tony Robbins for the past 23 years. Um, And so I've just literally done this stuff over and over and over and over um, to perfect my ability to help people break through, um, to clear through whatever the false limiting beliefs are and break through to integrate yourself and your blueprint into what you want to live a life by design. And through that level of strategic intervention, which is the methodology that Tony uses, which is what I use, um, I'm able to do that for people basically uh, having done it over and over again. We do live events in front of uh, tremendous crowds. It doesn't matter whether it's one-on-one or with thousands of people. It's a skill set of being able to do that um, and be able to to deliver on that. And that's the the strategic side of it. The content side and the passion and the certainty uh, that you hear is from basically having lived this. Literally everything that Paul and I teach, and at this point, the Relationship Development Toolbox has about 300 or so strategic tools, like real simple stuff that regular people can implement in their daily lives to solve whatever kerfuffle you have that's going on. We've already solved it. And literally, Paul and I developed every single one of those ourselves. And so that's why I say there is no relationship situation that we can't handle. We've literally done this tens of thousands of times and mm. we're here to help people get that solution. Nobody it's, should be without it. It sounds like with couples counseling, you're trying to get someone to tell the other person to change. But then one thing you mentioned at the beginning is that you'll actually work with people alone. You don't work with them as a couple, you work with them on, alone. So does that imply that the way to fix this is for us? to be the ones that change and what if what if we're really mad at the other person and we're certain that they're totally being unreasonable what do we even like what do we say i mean we want to explode but instead we just do self-development what if we're certain that it's all them even though it's not and we both know that what do you say to someone that feels like that um well give me an example i'll show you well like for example you have the wife that in the business owner's mind does not support them is constantly nagging them, complaining mm-hmm. that they're coming home late. Uh, but you know, the business owner is looking at the checking account and is trying to hold it all together in their mind, right? They're the glue. Mm-hmm. They're, they're Hercules holding the building up from collapsing, right? And so they want to come home and, re- and have space to rest, but it's just nag, nag, nag. You don't do this. Why did you do that? You didn't take out the thing. That guy feels like, why doesn't my wife just support me? But what you're saying is he's the guy that needs to change first. So in the midst of him being all stressed out and angry... Uh, and ready to give up towards his wife, what do we tell that guy to, like, how do we pitch it? Like, no, it's, it is you. You got to change or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, what can you say to that scenario? Well, there's two sets of tools that we teach. One set of tools are inside the moment strategies, inside the moment when the kerfuffle is happening. And there's another set of tools that we teach that are outside of the moment strategies, things you need to implement outside the moment to fix that so that kerfuffle doesn't keep happening. And what happens in that situation was extremely common is, again, you're only seeing the dynamic from your set of lenses. And the challenge is, I promise you, everyone who's listening right now, I promise you with 100% certainty, if your spouse does not support you in something that's very important to you, 
you, I promise you that there is something in their world that you are also not supporting with 100% of your time, attention, and energy that is important to them. Mm, that's a mind bomb. It's, it's wow. never fails. Yes, we. Everybody's just selfish. Like, yeah. I don't. I have five kids, Stacey, and like, I didn't have to teach my kids how to not share. I didn't have to yeah, teach them how. To, option, they already right? knew how to lie and be selfish, like right out of the box. You know, it's like we have to mm-hmm. learn how to not be like that. It's really crazy. And then on the flip side, because I'm not trying to attack wives, because actually they're victimized by entrepreneurs making excuses. Honestly, in my experience, but you have the the and whether it's husband or wife, whoever's the non entrepreneur at home. They uh, they don't feel like they're they're number one, like you said, and and then they get mad at the the other person. It's like it's like when they talk to them, they're, they're not getting through. I know for me, when I was in work mode, my wife would very clearly communicate, "I need time with you. I need this. I need." But it's almost like it wouldn't go in my brain. And so, mm-hmm. the inside the moment and outside the moment strategies for each party uh, help fix those things on both sides. Correct? Yeah. You know what happens is inside the moment, it's about not reacting. And learning how to respond in a way that um, de-escalates the negative energy to bring out the best in each of you. But there's not that will never fix this unless you're implementing strategies outside the moment, which is to understand what is important to your partner and learn how to meet their needs, not just demand, 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 demand that they meet your needs when you're not even seeing the empty buckets that they have mm-hmm. that need to be filled. That is a broken model. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You can't demand your way to a magnificent love folks you can't just tell someone you got to support me because this is the right thing they have empty buckets they also have very clear views on what is the right thing alignment has not been created and that's what happens outside the moment you don't align when one person is triggered or you're both triggered and only crap comes from that zone magic does not come from that zone but outside the moment Outside the moment, you need tools and strategies. We have a step-by-step alignment process that people can go through to learn how to align on parenting, household, money, family of origin, work, all the big things that we never actually strategically design. If we try to run our business with this kind of accidental alignment, hey, let's all just work together and I'm sure we're going to do things the same way. So let's just jump in. No business would survive 10 days like that. And yet we enter into marriage saying, oh, because I love you, we're totally going to see parenting the same way. So let's just do this. No, <laughs> that's crazy. That's true, though. You we don't think about it. have to actually design this alignment and get to agreement outside the moment. So inside the moment, you're living it out instead of trying to gain the other person to do things your way inside the moment. That's a recipe for disaster. Do you see the difference? Oh, man. Big time. It is, it is weird that we're we're not strategic on the most important relationship in our life, but we are with fitness or our business or a variety of other things. People will sign up for trainings on how to get better at golf and they're not even, (laughs) the thought's not even in their head about how to be a better husband or how to whatever. I think that me and my wife always had a running joke. We always said, hey, you know, for us to have a successful marriage, we need to really try to out-serve each other. And I would always say, okay, you, you go first. It was like a joke. <laughs> um, no, that's really cool. Can you talk briefly too about the muggles? Because just as a, I just love that so much. I've referenced it like several times on my show after I got back from Boise, um, and I totally gave you credit. I'm like, this lady Stacy, she's amazing. The muggles, but we have this deep need to feel validated from people that can't comprehend 
who we are in the first place, meaning non-entrepreneurial people. And you did this beautiful job of explaining in, in the one hand you have. Can you just unpack that? Yeah, absolutely. Just real quick, we have this tool called Right Hand, Left Hand. And um, we make we try to make simple tools that you can remember at any time. So think of it in the right hand, you have your friends and family group. They're the largest group of people in your world. They're not on the development path. They're not entrepreneurial. They're just friends and family. In your left hand, you have your seventh power, right? These are the people that you grow with. These are the people that develop. These are the people that when you take a, a course or go to an event or read a book, it's the first person you want to send that book to, right? It's the per first person you forward that video to. It's the person that if they're further up the mountain from you, they'll reach that hand down and pull you up to your next level. It's also the same person that if you're not reaching your potential fast enough, they'll get behind you and kick your butt all the way up that mountain if that's what they have to do. <laughs> and what happens is pain happens happens when we're with our friends and family, we're in our right hand, but we're interacting with them as if there should be our seventh power. And when we do that, pain happens on both sides, right? It's kind of like that Harry Potter reference of being with the muggles, but you're a wizard. Like that's always going to be pain. It's pain for your friends and family because they feel like, hey, you think you're better than me? Like why, why you have to talk about this? Like there's, I don't need that. There's nothing wrong with me. And it's painful for us because they don't see us. They don't validate us because they're so stuck in being defensive while we're talking. They're focused on them. Now here's the thing folks if they're focused on them and you're focused on you you know if both people show up in any relationship to take there's nothing there mm. someone has to show up to give and if you even have a seventh power in your life if you're even lucky enough to awaken like we're talking about right now and be able to have a seventh power in your life then if you draw a line on your thing, you know, your from your left hand up to your heart and back down your right hand, you were given a seventh power. You created a seventh power so that you would fill up from your seventh power, which fuels your heart, which is your fuel and your support. That's who validates you. That's who you can tell about your book and whatever else you're working on and your breakthrough and how you increase by what percent that month. And then you show up in your friends and family in your right hand to give, right? Fill up from your seventh power and give compassion from that to your friends and family in your right hand instead of showing up to take or needing to be validated or needing them to get on board just be the example and show up with compassion and that's how you can um, you know coexist in a muggle world without closing everybody out of your life or causing so much kerfuffle again it's that demand relationship paradigm that old broken paradigm of well you have to like you know you have to totally validate me like how come you don't get it why don't you uh, see this how can you know why are we talking about this problem again I told you how to fix this a hundred times ago on Thanksgiving just don't invite Aunt Betty like every single time we do that it's demand relationship we're unhappy and we're asking someone else to change to make us feel better but mm. the truth is if you're going through life needing anyone or anything else to change in order for you to get to happy you're screwed because life doesn't work that way who doggy okay everybody thanks for stopping by i'm just gonna end the podcast <laughs> no <laughs> that is so true even in like business networking if you Absolutely. show up, really, I guess, with any relationship or especially new relationships, if you show up to take, people aren't stupid. Like, you, all of us can sniff those people a mile away, right? Can't, you can yeah. smell them. They have a stench, you know? Or you go to a B&I group even or yeah. the Chamber of Commerce and you're just looking like gimme, 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 gimme. When the real path to 
to just success, quote unquote, whether it's business through monetization or relationships is, is to show up and say, how can I give? That is so profound. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. And you have the perfect example right there, because if you've awakened to this already in your business, with your kids, in any other relationships in your world, the only difference between that and your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your folks, the relationships where you have kerfuffle, is that you're carrying an unrealistic expectation of what you should be getting from that relationship, and you're not. And that's why you're kind of acting out. Oh, man, that's so good. I, one of my, I'm a quote junkie, and one of the quotes that I use regularly is that all conflict is a result of unmet expectations. Amen. And I spent so much time thinking about this one day with my wife. I'm like, let's think of some conflict that is does not fall into alignment with that phrase. And we just had all these weird scenarios from dumb little things to major things, and I, I couldn't think of one. I mean, it's because we can't see in the other person's brain on what their expectation even is, right? So like the other day, or actually yesterday, I, there's this weird three-way stop and I had my, my van with my five kids and my wife and we we're driving, doing fun stuff. And, uh, I pulled out in front of someone or someone pulled out in front of me and I was like, well, that guy's a jerk. He didn't even stop. He just rolled through the stop sign. And my wife said, honey, that, that road doesn't have to stop. You're the one that's supposed to stop. And like in an instant, I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I could have lived the next 10 years thinking that guy was a bad driver when really it was me the whole time. Right. Cause I didn't have context. I didn't understand all of the facts, you know, and there's so much misunderstanding. It's, it's crazy. Uh, that is the perfect example, Josh. I've got to use that the next time I teach. Literally, Paul and I teach more than a hundred of those exact scenarios where masculine and feminine completely see the same exact moment differently. And it's totally off of a man's radar, how his wife is interpreting that. Totally off of a wife's <laughs> radar, how his, her man is interpreting that. And as soon as you get it, it's literally like a dictionary. Be like, you never have that kerfuffle again because you totally know how they're going to label it. Oh, that's so good. Do you, can you tell me more about, like, I know you have some live events coming up. You do some online teachings and trainings. Um, we have a lot of married people that listen to the show. Uh how can they, what should they do? Do you have a, you have a book? Do you have a website? Do you have like any videos they can watch or webinars or anything? How can they learn more about this stuff? Absolutely. Well, the path that I most recommend is um, we do a two-hour training class, literally, um, mapping this out and teaching you what you need to create your unshakable love and your unleashed passion, even if your partner refuses to change, right? You don't, that doesn't matter. It still will work for you. That's a huge claim, too. I mean, really, (laughs) that is. Because that's why people people don't pursue help, I think, because they're convinced they're convinced. unfixable because of so, the other person. This is hysterical, Joshua. You'll really appreciate this. The very first time I ever met Russell Brunson in person, um, I got up. We were in a small room of people. Maybe there were 20 people in that room. And we got up, and he wanted each of us to, like, just say a little something about us. And I said exactly that. Like, that's what I do. And he laughed out loud, chuckled in disbelief, and he mumbled, like, 
Well, if you can do that, then I guess you'd be a billionaire. And I laughed back. I'm like, well, 10,000 marriages saved so far and we're keep going. So I guess we got it. He's like, I cannot wait to hear you speak. Like you're next. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because it's a presupposition that we all walk around with that we determine if someone else is fixable or not without even being inside their head or understanding what's what their pain is or any of that. We're just like, oh, you're a lost cause. It's you're impossible. You never listen. We use words like never. You never talk you know about me you always talk about work well you never yeah there's so many nuances to this it's it is a pretty big topic so it is so i would say start with that two-hour free training class you can register it for any time at relationshipbreakthroughsecrets.com you can go to that training class and then you absolutely can if you want to we have an eight-week quick start course that's online which you can actually find out about in that two-hour live training class and then We do a live event once a year. Um, It's an unbelievable three-day live immersion experience, relationshipbreakthroughretreat.com, which is actually coming up um, July 30th through August 1st. This year, people fly in from all over the world every year to attend this live immersion experience. It is not a couple's event. It is literally designed for one person. Um, Although if your spouse is into it, they can absolutely come too. Just don't sit together. Um, And uh, it's just off the hook. It's incredible. It literally will catapult your relationship to the next level in just those three days. So however we can help you, um, just let us know. And you can always find us at relationshipdevelopment.org. That's our website. There's videos, there's articles, all kinds of stuff. Just let us know how we can help you. I, I, it's so fascinating that you you make people separate. Like that is the, just from a, bi- from a business standpoint, like, the reason your business is working, you're gifted at communication, obviously. You understand the model and have massive proprietary tools to help people that actually work and are proven in the marketplace over decades. But you also have a complete new opportunity. Like, that's what I think is really cool about this business that I didn't understand initially is like, this is a blue ocean because you're, you're, you're framing it totally different. Your process is different from my presupposition that. The way you fix relationship, dirt, 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 is to yep. either A, endure the pain and keep your mouth shut and just hate your life, or B, yep. go to counselor, be robot, have him yell at you, then he <laughs> gives you things that you have to fix. Like, that's it. No one knows there's a third path, that there's these yes. like practical tips and that you don't have to be in this confrontational environment with your with your spouse. And like, that's crazy. It's super, super, super awesome. And I know that's why your business is doing good. And then the last question I want to ask you before I let you go um, was just like, how important, like how, first of all, how cool is it that you're, you, you're, you have this massive business and it's 100% in alignment with like the core of why you were put here on this earth? What is that like? And then how important is that for other business owners? Like, do you think that ties into your success? Oh, there's, there's no question. Literally our entire success, um, was literally handed to us step by step, um, by God, this is absolutely a calling for us. Um, 100%, uh, Paul will tell you, I was dragged into this kicking and screaming. I did not want to be this person. Like I knew that we had this magic touch and ability to solve any relationship situation. And we were helping people as a mission all the time. And when it started to become apparent, like you need to help more people, I literally used to say this on a daily basis. I used to say, come on, God, like people need this help. Find someone like somebody has to do something. And eventually one day kind of woke up to like the, you know, the word coming down, like, hey, lady, it's you. When are we going to go? Like, let's do this. And I'm like, damn, it's me. (laughs) And so (laughs) 
<laughs> starting it took a lot of courage and a lot of faith. And I literally have always come, my husband and I have always come from the premise that um, we will do whatever we can to help as many people as humanly possible while we're on the planet, this go round. And whatever opportunities are brought to us that are in alignment with who we are, what we feel, what we feel called to do, we will say yes, because we know they're coming to us. Um, you know, through that divine uh, order. And we're just so grateful. And, and because we do that, including stretching ourselves, including investing in marketing education, investing in business opportunities, including everything that we don't know how to do, have never done before and still manage to say yes to, because that is our job to do. Um, truly, there is nothing greater. I drop to my knees in tears all the time, um, thanking God for this opportunity to be used in this way uh, and to serve in this way. And I will say that, and I've said this many times, there are two kinds of entrepreneurs. There are entrepreneurs like I used to be. Um, which is, Paul used to say, I had a million dollar drawer. Like if one idea doesn't work, just open Stacy's drawer. There's another million idea, million dollar idea. Pull it out of there and start it up. Um, but when you don't have a purpose tied to your business, you will not have enough fuel to overcome the speed bumps and the blocks and the bumps and the problems and the challenges that are on your yellow brick road on the way to your odds. Yes. When you have this kind of passion, right? Like being the champion for the, the, the small business owner, right? Being the champion for those people who are trying to have that kind of home business or whatever it is for you. For me, it's being Paul and I are the champions for the regular family. And because it's about them and not me, when something scares the crap out of me, when something stretches me, when something requires a huge leap of faith, I do it for them and not for me in faith. And I'm able to get past it. But if you're just doing it for money or if you're just doing it because it's cool when those things come to test you you'll just jump off and go do something else oh man like if if people like this ending part of this podcast what you just said could be the most profound thing of of all because this is applicable universally across all businesses stacy when i coach and help small business owners the first thing out of my mouth is why are we doing this what are we trying mm -hmm. to do here what is your mountaintop what is your why like what's the debt where are we trying to go and why do we want to get there because it, it for the exact reasons that you just articulated uh, yeah is, is you will not get out of bed when times are hard if you don't have that fire in your belly and even when you have the fire in your belly, you'll get discouraged and have days, but it's not permanent because it's not about you. It's about the thing. It's about the mission. And oftentimes the people that listen to this show, they, they're not moving towards something in their business. Usually they're moving away from something they don't want rather than something going towards something they do want. And that's kind of profound, right? Like they had a boss and the guy was a jerk and he was, he's dumb. I'm smarter than him. I'll start my own business. Well, that type of mindset isn't going to build you like an, a kingdom in your own yeah. universe according to your own calling. Like you have to find that fire. You got to figure out your why. It's so obvious why you're contagious, Stacy, and why you and Paul are doing so very well. I hope you guys crack five million this year. That'll be so awesome. You're going to get two Comic Club X short in short order. And uh, that's awesome. But everybody, I want you to go to relationshipbreakthroughsecrets.com. And she has a two-hour training giving you more of the, the actual tactics and the tips. And you'll learn a whole bunch of stuff and you can apply it today. 
You can learn about inside the moment tips and outside the moment tips and all kinds of other secret magical unicorn fairy dust things that actually work, <laughs> which is awesome. And Stacy, thank you so much for coming on here. I'm so grateful. Hope you have a great um, day. You are so welcome. Thanks for having me. This was an unbelievable conversation. Thanks, Stacy. Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.